This week's episode of the Policy Viz podcast is brought to you by the Summer Executive Institute at the Georgetown University McCourt School of Public Policy. The McCourt Executive Institute offers short courses that are specifically designed to enhance key skills. Small classes and hands-on projects allow you to engage with expert faculty at Georgetown in a format that is convenient for busy professionals. To learn more and to register, please visit mccourt.georgetown.edu slash execed slash short courses. Enhance, energize, and expand your professional skills this summer at the McCourt Executive Institute. Welcome back to the Policy Viz podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. I am joined today by Rebecca Williams and Eric Reese, who are both senior implementation advisors at GovX, which is a new philanthropy from, well, I was going to say Mayor Bloomberg, but no longer Mayor. No longer Mayor Bloomberg. Just Mr. Bloomberg. Just Mr. Bloomberg. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Um, Rebecca, you're a veteran of the show. Yes, always well, happy. Well known to many people. Um, <laughs> some people. Some, some people. A specific audience. <laughs> Um, dozens and dozens of people, as I like to say, of course, it's just the first dozen <laughs> listening multiple times. So um, so at GovX, um, Senior Implementation Advisors is a pretty fancy title. Also, I like that it's the SIA, which is, which is clever. Um, Eric, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about GovX and how it functions? Sure. So we are a research center within Johns Hopkins University. So our, our longer title is the Center for Government Excellence, but that's a mouthful, so we go with GovX most of the time. And we were started about a year ago under this initiative called What Works Cities, which is you know, from Mr. Bloomberg. It is a Bloomberg Philanthropies initiative um, with the goal of expanding the use of data uh, in city governments. And mm-hmm. so really working with city governments to use data better and improve outcomes for residents being kind of the underlying goal of the program. So you're working with city governments to both help them what, collect their data, output their data, put them on usable platforms, like the whole ecosystem of open data? Yeah, you say data and you can think of something, we will work on it. Nice. Uh, I That's think right. the, the goal being that whatever their issues are, we're going to bring the expertise that they need in that narrow space, whether it's starting from zero, you know, we don't work with data at all, to mm-hmm. we're doing advanced analytics and anywhere in between, really hoping to advance their practice through technical expertise and through connecting them to other cities that are already doing cool work. Okay, so when you say bring them the things that they need, the expertise that they need, how are you going about doing that? Is it about connecting? Are you actually on the ground doing the work, building things for them? Or how how does that work when you're working with a city? Most of our work right now is done kind of on the side. Like Mm -hmm. we consider ourselves, you know, implementation advisors. Right, right. We're really coaching them through the implementation on the ground. So we do go on the ground occasionally. We go and meet with all the city partners to really explore kind of what their needs are at the mm-hmm. beginning of our engagements. And then after that, it's about getting them the tools that already exist because okay. generally we're not creating anything brand new and sparkly yeah. that, that's going to really advance their practice. There's tons of stuff out there that they people just need to use better. Right. And so our main goal is connecting them either to practices that work in other cities or giving them some advice from outside technical partners. You know, we have technical expertise on staff or whoever else they need to really advance their practice. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that GovX is one of five organizations that's part of this What Works Cities initiative partnership. So we have many different scopes of work, and we also sort of match between what the city needs and what scope of work can be provided by mm. one of these partners. Gotcha. And who are the who are the other five? So Results for America 
they lead a lot of our communications strategic work. Uh, there's also the Sunlight Foundation. Right. Uh, I used to work there. They lead the open data policy work. Um, there's us. We do uh, open data implementation and analytics. Um, then there's the behavioral insights team. They're an office out of the UK originally. They, they do like a behavioral science uh, nudge work. Okay. So like, A-B testing, but for government. Nice. Um, and then the last one is uh, Harvard Kennedy School Government Performance Lab. They do outcome-based uh, contracting, so like smart procurement. Okay. So first off, what size cities are you working with? Like small towns, big cities? So the gap there, the, not the gap, the... Range. The range, the range, there you go. The range of cities and sizes, anywhere from 100,000 to a million. Okay. So we call those mid-size. Some of those cities end up being pretty big. Yeah. But the idea being that you're cutting out the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the LA's of the world who generally already have resources to do this yeah. kind of work. And instead focusing on the pocket in the middle where cities might have big challenges, but often don't have the same kind of resources or, or even skill level and talent in their communities, or they haven't tapped into it if they do, right. to start to solve the you know, key issues with data. Wow. So far, what have you seen as like the biggest need from, from these cities? Is it the technology or is it just like what is open data to the personnel? I mean, we've talked about this in the past about personnel just not quite understanding what open data is, what it means. So what, what are you seeing is sort of like the other common themes out there? It's always more people than technology um, at mm -hmm. any level of government, um, working with the federal agencies, working with these larger cities, all the way down. Like I, I see culture change and like procedure and practice as the bigger problem than these other things, which are also an issue, which yeah. is like technological solutions, uh, different procurement policy, different the bigger challenges that get the blame or like resources. It's like, yeah. uh, so this work is about capacity building. So it's about using what you already have yeah. better, smarter. Right, right, right. Um, so these excuses, like we don't have the technology or not even excuses, but just I, I think people often think that technology is to blame, but it's it's really just um, decision making and um, lifestyle. Like the, yeah. using data as a lifestyle, right. as a government employee, is something yeah. that is not in practice a lot of places. Is most of it sort of being like a top-down approach to the management? Or are you sort of coming in trying to get the people who are actually like working with the data, trying to get them to buy into this idea? Uh, Eric's worked with more cities than I have since I'm, I'm newer, but like I see it as being like a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, all right, we're going to teach you the best way to, to eat and exercise, and we're going to help you alongside, but then we're going to let you go and you have to figure it out. Right. Um, but we're like rooting for you yeah, and like giving you like a, a structured time when we call in and see how things are going. Like it's very much like it, it has to be that they want to do it, but here's some free consultation from right. Bloomberg Philanthropies with, with some of these experts that have been doing it for mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. And I would add to that uh, in the addition to personal trainer, I consider myself like a therapist sometimes <laughs> in that a data therapist. Yeah. Data yeah, therapist. Yeah. In these calls, you know, we're, we're talking through issues with cities in ways that they often have, haven't had someone talk through like that yeah. or they haven't had this expertise of someone to say yes or no, or we're validating what you're already doing. Yeah. Um, and I think also another really important role is giving them examples from other cities that are like them. So giving them examples from New York is great, but they're not New York. Yeah. We want examples from somewhere else. And there, there are plenty of really good examples. And I think part of our role is helping to pick out the right ones to then apply in the cities that we're working with. So I think combined kind of this personal trainer, data therapist, um, and that's when working with the people on the ground, but you still do need like leadership commitment. If you don't have leadership commitment to using these things, then like 
it doesn't matter how much therapy I give someone on the ground, like it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, right. So can you give any examples, like specific examples of, of things that you guys, along with the other folks and the team are doing sort of right now on the ground? I certainly can. Yeah, go <laughs> I guess, ahead. Again, this is just because yeah. I think Rebecca hasn't had as much time yeah. with her cities. Uh, but I think one good example that I can give is some work for what we're doing right now with the city of Raleigh. And so we're focusing deeply in Raleigh on their stormwater department. And so they're kind of a new department. They're getting going. Raleigh's a growing community. And their their whole goal is how can we integrate stormwater into like our decision-making process using data so that, one, we're clearing the backlog. We're a growing community. We have buildings everywhere. We want to make it greener. We want to make sure we don't have stormwater and flood issues. How's our data going to help us do that? But then also, how are we going to communicate that back out? So we're doing a deep data inventory mm -hmm. of all things stormwater. And I've learned a lot about stormwater <laughs> in that time, more than I ever thought I yeah. would. But it's been really, really interesting to see, you know, mapping floodplains to streams to the operational data they have and what are people interested in? How can we connect more people to volunteer to clean streams and, you know, be engaged in their community while at the same time engaging with operational staff that are, you know, essentially doing the grunt work, like public work style works. We're maintaining the streets and cleaning gutters and, you know, really important work for clearing stormwater. And how can we connect those two things together so that people realize the impact that it has? Right. So it's been very interesting. And that's kind of one example as like a deep dive. We're also seeing all kinds of other stuff with cities. And, you know, some of our other cities are focusing on blight. Um, as a huge issue in major urban centers, especially these smaller cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the example that I will give, a lot of my cities, I'm just starting out with the engagement, but um, a colleague and other partners have been working with Seattle on a couple of different scopes of work. So this is an example, like Seattle is like one of the first cities to have like an open data policy yeah. and they have all of that, um, you know, booming tech business. Like yeah. you think Seattle like understands data. Right. But then like, for example, like the scopes of work that we're working or have worked on Seattle with, um, our team worked on setting up analytics stat program for their housing affordability goal, their stretch goal. The next 10 years, they want to have 20,000 new affordable housing units. This is like more per year than they have had the last few years. So they made the commitment. They've done the analysis that they, they need to make that goal if they want the community to be the way it has been or the way they want it to be. But they don't have routine meetings um, set up collecting all of that data. So it was like getting the right offices together, making sure that like, all the assumptions were correct. Like at, at one point, folks were thinking that affordable permits took longer than market rate permits. Not the case if you have to well, like look at the data. Right. So our engagement, we like went through and set up a stat program connected to that specific agenda goal that the mayor has set. Mm. Um, another partner, um, the Government Performance Lab at Harvard, is working on this issue, but from a different angle. Um, and so they're doing the outcome-based um, contracting. There's 60 different contracts related to homelessness services in Seattle, and it's like figuring out a way to reconcile them and make sure that they um, are actually working towards the outcomes that Seattle wants mm -hmm. um, to have happen. So there's like all sorts of ways to work with data and think about data and use yeah. data. So that's some of my like favorite examples because it's like uh, different scopes of work working together, but at the same time. But right. So like, how does the procurement system use data better? Yeah. How do we make sure that the mayor's goals actually exist like long past the administration and that we're constantly measuring them? Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. I know GovX is relatively new, but I'm curious about how you think about putting something in place in a city where it will continue after, you know, whatever the current administration or the people who are working there are gone? Like, how do you get something in that becomes part of the culture and becomes something that they want to continue that is valued, that that has value? Yeah, I think part of the, you know, even just the structure of our engagement speaks directly to that. And that one, we're, we're at a university 
Mm -hmm. That's not an accident. Universities train people to to go and do their own work, right? Right. Like uh, in many cases. Uh, Also, our engagements are short. They're three to four months. Mm -hmm. And even if we were to go in and do a project for you in that time, like that wouldn't be super useful. It's much more about coaching, about setting up structures and systems that are going to impact these outcomes for the long term instead of focusing on projects that may be done, you know, in a short time, but may not have the staying power. We've talked a bit about, uh, in terms of like sustainability, how can we check back in? We've also started like set up a peer network between cities. If you're working on the same issue, the cities should talk to each other. Um, So I think follow-up's really important. But then also like uh, leadership, this is a a Bloomberg initiative. The mayors need to be on board. They signed up for us to come check out the city. So they're self-selecting into the program to begin with. But the the champions that we work with and the staff that we work with are like all it, a range in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So it's making sure that if you're working with everybody that would continue to work on it. Right. And, and I think the most important thing for anything, if you want it to be sustainable, you make it useful for people to their daily work right. and they'll keep doing it if, yeah. it's, if it's working for them. Right. And that's what we really try to go for in terms of our work with staff. Like Rebecca said, you know, at the ground level, if we can make it useful to people doing operations, then they'll clamor for it and they'll let you know that, they didn't like it if you took it away. Yeah, um, and keep working on it when, when long after we're gone. Right. Um, so, final question: What about the other groups that are in in these different cities? So, I'm sure there's Code for America groups in some of these. I'm sure there's open data advocates and groups. Are those part of the experts that you're bringing in? I mean, are you working with not just the city but also the sort of the broader community and trying to build those bridges? I mean, I certainly have been since that's right, like right. where I yeah. came from. Yeah. Or like so, like every cities that I've gone to so far. Luckily, I've known some like code for person yeah. already there, and I get they help a lot for context and for advocacy. Um, but I think we're still figuring out how to work directly with them on because this is like I said, I, I think data therapists is a great addition to the personal training <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah. I think that's the perfect thing. Um, but understanding like the context from somebody that has been there forever is so important. And that exists for government staff, but also community members, yeah. especially for the open data angle. Like we've been wanting this data, but we have not received this data. Right. So working with them to make sure we are supporting each other and the goals. And also it's just, I don't know, this is communication is so important to anything open government related for sure. But there's black boxes within government and then government to community and all of this. So I, I think we're just sort of like a facilitating yeah. factor. Yeah. Yeah, and to the extent that we can connect to, you know, like anchor institutions and communities, like absolutely. So, you know, universities actually, in addition to Johns Hopkins, are often things that if you have a university in your city, cities are almost always partnering with them. And so that's someone where we say like, pretty sure your university is not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm building a relationship with them and using the talent better, you know, being more beneficial to one another. Um, I agree with Rebecca that we're still kind of figuring that piece out of it. But it's definitely something that we need to figure out because that, that's going to help cities, again, do things in the long term and right. do it themselves. Great. Well, um, good luck. <laughs> I, t- I mean, I mean, not in a, in a bad way. Like, good luck. It's a great no, this is service. Just, it's and, like chapter two or three or, or something. Yeah. The, the book is about data and cities. It's like, yeah, it's time to make sure those 100K population cities right. are, are working. Yeah. It's not just yeah. about the Chicago's and New York's and San Francisco's. It's about the middle size. And then you can go down to the smaller cities and, and help them too. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, good. Well, good luck. Um, thanks for to both of you for coming on the show. Thank you, Justin. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Of course, if you have comments or suggestions, please let me know on the site or on Twitter. And so until next time, this has been the Policy Viz Podcast.
This week's episode of the Policy Viz podcast is brought to you by the Summer Executive Institute at the Georgetown University McCourt School of Public Policy. The McCourt Executive Institute offers short courses that are specifically designed to enhance key skills. Small classes and hands-on projects allow you to engage with expert faculty at Georgetown in a format that is convenient for busy professionals. To learn more and to register, please visit mccourt.georgetown.edu slash execed slash short courses. Enhance, energize, and expand your professional skills this summer at the McCourt Executive Institute.